Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. for me welcome <laughs> okay good yeah i'll stick with that star trek podcast first welcome out welcome everyone to the star cat strawberries are we going back to the strawberries or a killer warrior strawberries. killer warrior romulan killer warrior romulan i forgot to do my vocal warm-ups killer warrior romulan la 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 i would love it if that were your actual vocal warm-up for mm-hmm. on stage yeah i'm a, i'm i'm side of stage just La la la. Uh, mommy made me match my M&M's. Killer warrior Romulan nuts. Killer warrior Romulan nuts. Um, that's actually... Now do it with a scale. Killer warrior Romulan nuns. Killer warrior Romulan nuns. Yeah, I'll do that. Killer warrior Romulan nuns. <laughs> well, hello. Welcome to Set Phasers, an obviously highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Uh, today's star date is star date 336103.5, and we're talking about Lower Decks episode, f- uh, f- oh, Lower Decks season three, episode six, entitled Hear All, Trust Nothing. A very special episode for this D Space Nine nerd because the ship goes to DS9. Woo! Slash Terok Nor, if you, if you speak Cardassian. Uh, I do not. I apologize. <laughs> that is also not a language that you can learn on Duolingo. Just so you know. Just, oh, just no, you on. can't learn Cardassian. I don't think they've. Uh, no. They're not as like uh, sort of like hip to Cardassian as uh, as they are Klingon. People are much more into Klingon than Cardassian. Mm. I don't know if they ever. There's a few episodes in DS9 where they're like, as we said, Cardassia, bleep blop, blorbity blop. It means. Kill everyone and take everything. Uh, uh, well, before we get into the episode, uh, we got to do the we got to talk uh, preamble. We got to talk about a little something I like to call Patreon. Are you missing some Star Trek behind the scenes in your life? Well, look no further. Set Phasers offers you all the best behind the scenes Star Trek info with Zoom Hangouts with Stevie and Aki to. Uh, uh, what else do we offer? Uh, Aki, oh, dancing oh. behind the scenes. Were, I thought you were literally reading copy. No, no, you were no. so smooth. <laughs> I thought you had written something out. You're no. like, do you? It was very, <laughs> I was impressed. Thank I was you. blown away. That was very good. No, no, just, uh, where, where, where was I? Yes, uh, to Aki dancing and, and giving us his up-to-date cooking shows. It's almost like you're cooking with Julia Childs. But you can mm. get all that and more at setphasers.com. Or patreon.com forward slash set phases. Ta da! <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Uh, 
gosh, I wish I had a kitchen. I'm in a hotel in San Diego right now. There's no kitchen here. There's a microwave. Uh, oh, yes, the Hilton the Suite. That's the suite thing that you've got, right? I'm not in a suite suite, Darren. Oh, I'm not okay. in a suite right now. Well, there's a little balcony. This is cute. It's cute, but also smells like it's by the bay. And there's a very loud parrot that I hope does not come bark at my window. But it woke me up this morning. Oh, that's nice. That would suck. Oh! should not have invoked her name. Okay, <laughs> let's run it down. It's time to run it down. Can you run it down for me? What just happened? Can you run it down for me? I really feel like I upset that parrot by even mentioning it. <laughs> but... <laughs> I can't hear it. Oh, you can't? Great. Okay, good. No. Because it's not on my balcony right now. Great. Well, let's talk about this episode then. <laughs> So, the episode basically begins with a little switcheroo for the Cerritos. They were supposed to be supporting the USS Vancouver in trade negotiations with the Karema, who are a a uh, mercantile, let's say, race from the Gamma Quadrant, which my computer uh, autocorrected to game. Uh, and uh, it, this is like the first opportunity to really make some inroads at diplomacy since the end of the Dominion War. Uh, which was uh, three arc, three season arc war in D Space Nine, uh, uh, but the Vancouver is called away on an emergency mission, and so Captain Freeman, without the months of preparation that the other captain had, has to conduct the negotiations on her own. Uh, obviously, things are very sensitive. Their job was going to be just delivering a bunch of gifts, uh, goodwill gifts. Uh, there's no prep time for Freeman, so she tells they are come out of warp basically at D Space Nine. And Captain Freeman tells the Cerritos to kill time so she can read up on the Karama real quick before they land. Ransom tells uh, the ensign who has the con to just fly the ship around the station and make it seem like they're impressed by the pylons, which then is a the view of the ship flying around is a is a throwback to the this is probably in your Easter eggs. But that's basically the credit sequence for D Space Nine. And they play the D Space Nine music. So lovely. Anyway, the Lower Deckers are very excited about seeing T-Space 9. Most of them haven't seen it except for Mariner. So Boimler, Rutherford, and Tender are super excited. Mariner has seen it all, and so she's like, well, you guys do that. I'm just going to relax here on the ship. But she doesn't realize that she's being overheard by her new, her paramour, her her significant other, Jennifer, who says, oh, well, if you're hanging out, why don't you come to a salon with my friends? Excuse me, a salon, as they keep saying in the episode. And Mariner's like, oh, sure, I'd love to. Uh, and then Jennifer's like, great, see you later. And the Mariner expresses to her friends that she's a little iffy. She doesn't really like Jennifer's friends. They're a little stuffy and weird. But Tendi mentions it might be good for their relationship if Mariner meets Jennifer's friends. And then they tell her not to be so Mariner-esque around them. Uh, and that way that their friends will like her more. Uh, anyway, we go to Deep Space Nine. We see Kira Nerys who now commands D-Space-9, gazing at the Celestial Temple, the wormhole to the Gamma Quadrant. Uh, enter Freeman, Ransom, and Shax. Uh, Kira and Shax uh, very, know each other very well as they were both freedom fighters back in the Cardassian occupation days, and they spent a lot of time in this episode arguing over who saved who and who owes who one's life anymore. A lot of exchanges about that. Kira uh, 
says, okay, uh, we heard about the curveball being thrown at you. I'll take you down to show you around some stuff before the Karema arrive. The Karema do arrive. They are in the little port and they're complaining amongst themselves. Oh, this is a waste of time. We don't care about doing stuff in the Alpha Quadrant, but we are interested in making profit. They say, okay. The leader's like, if we'll go and if they offer something cool, then we'll do it. And if not, there's always the backup plan. Uh, so. Oh, is that a dun-dun-dun? Is that what you wanted? I don't know. It could be. I don't know. Is that the dun-dun-dun? Well, I, I guess he does. The backup it. plan, and then he reveals a technology underneath his robe. Should I, you and me to do the back? You paused. I thought that's what you wanted. Don't pause. Yeah, Look no, no. It works. It's fine. I, you know, that's in case you want to use the pause later. Mm. Oh, God, I forget how loud that uh, musical cue is. <laughs> Every time. Um... So Kira brings Freeman and everyone to Quark's and Quark is there taking photos and stuff. And he mentions the Quark 2000, his replicator that specializes in making uh, cocktails and mixed drinks from all over the quadrant. And it's a uh, it's proprietary technology. And he tries to uh, sell Freeman on having one at Starfleet Academy, which he's not into. The lower deckers who are on Deep Space Nine enter. Boimler immediately goes to play Dabo. Uh, Tendi and Rutherford go for a drink and as they are hanging out there, they are approached by another Starfleet officer who, officer who happens to be an Orion. His name is Mesk and he's super into Orion stuff. He's like, Orions, we're cool, we're pirates, we're badasses and everything. He carries around one of those Orion multi-keys that can do anything and turn into anything. Tendi's not into it, but Mesk offers a tour and Rutherford is excited, so they get a tour of D-Space Nine. Meanwhile, Mariner shows up at the Salon in her uniform uh, and finds the others are dressed down in their their sweats and things. Uh, and they're doing candle dipping and setting their intentions. And it's just the opposite of anything Mariner would ever want to do. But she's going to suffer through it for Jennifer. And yeah. me, incidentally. Yeah. Well, who wants to make candles and set their intentions? And then the, there's the dancing later. <laughs> Someone I'm married to, Mike. Oh, really? Well, hey, listen. To each their own. You know, candle. I like to light a candle. I just don't like making them. It takes forever. Oh, oh I quite. Do you know what? I do enjoy making the odd candle. They're oh, useful look Christmas at you. presents. Uh -huh. They do. Oh, you didn't like it, and now you do. Well, no, I don't like lighting one and setting an intention. That's what I don't like. Oh. Oh, I see. You don't like the easiest part, which is basically just reverse birthday candles. <laughs> <laughs> just make a wish and light a candle. It's so it just and walk away. It's great. <laughs> it's the hours long process of making the candle that you're into. Yeah, <laughs> That's it's not the hours. Part. It's half an hour max, and you get to like Do make scented ones. It's fun. Okay. All right. So so you're like a candle maker, but not an intention setter. Yeah. You set your intentions whether the candles are lit or not. Correct. I don't need a stupid Correct. candle for that. See? Stevie, I would say the candle is within you. <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We are I stand in by that. Fu a funny mood today. Where are we? I haven't slept much because that stupid parrot woke me up after four <laughs> hours of sleep. Where was I in the thing? Anyway, uh, some of the ladies there are interested in if Boimler is uh, single and they think his purple hair is super hot and Mariner pours herself a drink. Uh, 
the diplomacy talks begin. The Karema are upset that uh, Captain Wen is not there, but Freeman gets them to stay at the table by saying, we have all these super gifts that we're going to give to you. Meanwhile, Shax and Kira are continuing to argue about who saved who. Uh, on the tour with Mesk, uh, Rutherford is super excited about all the places and the promenade and everything. A lot of references to DS9. Uh, t- uh, but uh, while he's off looking at all that mess, keeps asking Tendi about, oh, what's the first ship you took and how many people have you slain and that kind of stuff. And Tendi is not into it. She gets upset. Mesk blames it on her, quote, aggressive female pheromones, which Tendi says we don't all have those. Uh, and that's when uh, when things get tense, Freeman sends out a request for volunteers to move the gifts to the Karema ship, which Tendi immediately volunteers herself and Rutherford for. Uh, but, uh, and they think they're going to be able to get, uh, free of mess, but mess gets himself assigned to escort them. And so they are pushing, uh, the crates of gifts with mess on top, singing a, an Orion pirate shanty. Oh, that's what I should have written the words to. That was hell of a, I don't know if they made that up or do you think someone wrote that shanty, but it was pretty crazy. I don't know. That could have totally been improvised. (laughs) That's very true. Uh, Mariner is suffering through the Salon, the theme of which is personal battlefields, uh, and declines to share. And the host, uh, who I think is, uh, is it Ensign or is that? their last name is Castro, but I don't can't remember what their rank is, thinks Mariner is disrespectful to the Salon and says that Mariner enjoys being contrary. And so another participant whose name is Anya does a dance called the Kobayashi Maroon. Woof. Meanwhile, Kira brings everyone and the Karema to Quark's in hope that, you know, Quark is is merchant, the Karema are mercantile, maybe they'll be able to get along, but there are immediate issues with Quark and the Karema, which people may recall from Deep Space Nine, uh, but also Quark is hiding something in the Karema, realize that it has something to do with the Quark 2000. Anyway, one of the Karema gets close and finds out that there are some Karema uh, bits and bobs in the Quark 2000, which Quark has not mentioned. They engage the backup plan. They throw an orb, which almost hits Kira, which Shax knocks her out of the way of. It hits one of the power stations. All the power goes out on D Space Nine, and the Cerritos switch is connected, and the Karima beam away with Quark. Meanwhile, uh, Tendi and Rutherford and Mesk were on the Karema ship delivering uh, those packages, and everything gets shut down. They get trapped in the airlock. The Karema are unaware that they are on board. Uh, they are unable to contact the Cerritos, which has gone dark. And Mesk is upset uh, because Tendi has put him down, and so he's been carving a message in the wall that Tendi is a traitor to Orions because he's a loser. Uh, back at the Salon, everyone is freaking out because the uh, the power's gone out, and they're having trouble breathing. Mariner takes out a tricorder, realizes the candles are actually uh, cutting down on the oxygen in the room, tries to get people to calm down. It's not working. Jennifer actually pulls Mariner inside and says, like, why are you not being yourself? You're being very unlike yourself right now. And Mariner's like, oh, I was trying not to be bossy so that your friends would like me. And Jennifer's like, no, I wanted you to be yourself, be bossy, and take my friends down a peg. Uh, which Mariner's like, oh, great, then I'll just be myself. She turns around and she goes, you know what? You guys would consume much less air if you were unconscious. And she immediately starts stunning all of the, uh, Jennifer's friends at the party. Mask. Uh, so... Back on the Karema ship, which is now headed for the wormhole, trying to get away with Quark. Uh, Rutherford's like, oh, Mask, you've been talking pirate stuff all day. Maybe you can just take this ship, like you say, like single-handedly. And Mask is like, ooh, actually, I was faking. I've been adopted by humans. I only know about Orions from, like, CD novels or something like that. So uh, uh, that actually leads to a, a bridge of understanding between Tendi and 
uh, mask. And she's like, you know what? I get it because people are I always think Orions are, are pirates. And guess what? I was one. So she takes the multi-tool and she throws it at the port and gets the door to open and then uses a bottle opener to break a thing and then pulls a guy's uh, gold-plated latinum tooth out or latinum-plated gold. I can't remember which way they do it. Uh, out. And they she beats up two two guards on the Karama ship and they get into the like engineering room and she uses the platinum tooth to stop the ship uh, from having control just short of entering the wormhole and uh, that's long enough for uh, Deep Space Nine to have gotten their power back and they engage a tractor boom and they pull the Karama ship out from the Celestial Temple and the Karama are beamed directly to the ow and just hurt myself I just banged my elbow against the camera <laughs> Ooh, so excited um Yikes. Uh, the Karema are beamed directly to the brig. There they, re- they reveal that they weren't kidnapping Quark. They were arresting him for stealing their technology. And Quark, once uh, uh, Kira turns on him and says, Quark, is this true? Admits, yeah, maybe uh, he used a few little items here and there. Uh, but Captain Freeman has a wonderful compromise that may save the day. In short, uh, Quark will now give 76% of all the profits he makes from his Quark franchises to the Karema which he's not happy about. And here's a little wrap-up. Oh, I, I actually wrote in my notes. By the way, this whole time, Boimler has been killing it at the Davo tables. He's got beginner's luck. He's stacking up Davo. Even when the power goes out, the Davo ball lands in such a way that he, like, doubles all his earnings. And the uh, the Ferengi that's running the Davo tables tries to give him a voucher of Quark Bucks instead of actual money. And he's like, yeah, sure, because we don't even use money in the Federation. He's like, what? Uh so Boimler has a great this is one episode where Boimler has a great day just a good day for Boims no hijinks he's bold Boimler and it works out uh, Mariner finally gets to D Space Nine uh, Quark is like hey you better have a whole bunch of Latinum there because you have a huge tab because obviously Mariner's been there and rack up a huge tab uh, she's like oh sure I could do that but I do have that hologram of you with your head on Kira's body and he's like no way I deleted that and she's like you didn't and he's like, man, she's like, maybe you can clear our tabs. He gives him drinks on the house because Kira shows up. And she's like, what did you just destroy? And of course, like, oh, nothing. And he runs off and Kira runs in pursuit. Uh, Rutherford and Tendi are drinking at the end, finally back at the thing. And Rutherford's like, hey, I didn't know that you were such a cool, super cool person that came from super cool pirates. And Tendi's like, oh, I tried to hide that. And Rutherford's like, hey, I'm proud of who you are. I want to know you as a person. So I'm glad that I, I'm happy to hang out with you as long as you don't hide your your history, your, your true heritage anymore. And Tendi's like, great. And then they both wonder what they're going to do with that gold-plated latinum tooth. And that's when Quark comes up and he says, I'll take it. And quotes the Ferengi uh, rule of acquisition number nine. Ooh, didn't write it down, but I think it's right. Opportunity plus instinct equals profit. And here endeth episode six, season three of Star Trek Lower Decks. Here all trust nothing. Let's chat about that. I say, darling, let's do a quick chat about that. Yes, yes, let's do. Well, what do you think? Uh, I think I really hurt myself uh, <laughs> when I banged my elbow against this stupid <laughs> desk. Uh, I really, listen, this was like, as far as fan service for DS9 Super Nerds goes, this was this this episode had everything. Kira Norris, Cisco's baseball, Quarks. Uh, I think I saw Morn for a second, who's a, a regular Quarks. Um, uh, it had people showing up from the, the Celestial Temple, the wormhole. People showing up from the Gamma Quadrant, plotting in the little 
the the like entryway between ships, which is always the thing that was like, a, you know, they'd be like, we'll get on there. But when we get there, we're going to do a thing was always a plot for the episode. I just loved it. Truly loved it. And uh, yeah, like I said, Boimer had a great day, which is so rare, you know, that he doesn't get completely jacked up. And we end the best part. Dueling best parts is no, the best part by far is that Tendi is a pirate and super badass. It's mm. great. I loved I loved Tendi losing her cool and just being like, yeah. right, I'm going to do it. Oh, yeah. With the multi-tool. And she's like, yeah, my parents would be so oh, proud. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That multi-tool, I feel like I've seen, was that not in like Discovery or something? It might have been in an episode of um, of TNG, the Orion sort of like pirating multi-tool. But I think it was Certainly in that um, season three of Discovery, I think we saw uh, one of those, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with the Orions. There was, there was, with I'm sure there was something. The I'm chain. Like, it was a multi-tool and like, yeah. Yeah, totally with the chain. Uh, the chain. The chain. So, uh, we, well, do you still have that? Have that legally limited amount of music? <laughs> The Chain. Coming Monday to ABC. Yeah, pretty solid. Solid editing. Like that. That's how it's done. Yeah, it was good. Uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> anything else about this episode? Well, listen, it was kind of like a side episode. They did go to D Space Nine, but it, they didn't really have to be there at all. You know what I mean? as far as like the larger arcs, but we did get to see, as I was hoping we'd get to see more of Jennifer and Mariner's relationship and what that is about. You know, is it like just a fling or is it getting a little more serious? It seems like it's getting more serious, Mm -hmm. but they are understanding each other, which is very nice. I thought it was very cute. The moment when they're like, Oh, they, they double stun each other and (laughs) and pass out in each other's arms. So it was very sweet. Mm -hmm. A beautiful shot, aerial shot. Whoever, Whoever came up with that, that was very beautiful. Very touching, weird moment mm-hmm. of of love. Uh, and uh, yes, I really, I, yeah, I got to, I just can't get over Tendi being super badass. Now we have two super badass fighters on the team. Obviously, we know Mariner is all about whooping ass. Anyway, useful in case we ever get into trouble and all the we have at the lower deckers. I'm just saying. One of them knows how to take a ship mm-hmm. all by herself and has been holding herself back this whole time. Uh, anything else? It was just nice to hear Nana Visitor. Yes, we love Nana. Nana Visitor doing her, her, doing Kira. It's so good to be back on D-Space 9. And Kira Naish, Narisa, yeah, there was a beautiful, this is like purely for D-Space 9 super nerds. But the first time we see Kira, she's looking out the viewport at the Celestial Temple, the wormhole. And, uh, and we see... We know that's where Cisco has gone. He has been apotheosized by the the prophets, and he's in there. And anyway, it was just a nice moment. Really beautifully done, fan service by Mike Mann. Like not too crazy, but very sweet. Loved it. Great. Now, don't forget, an our visitor asked you to do a Deep Space Nine version. I may have forgotten that. Mm-hmm. I may have I forgotten not. that. That was during not. the COVID times. And I owe her, I owe Nana Visitor you do. This, this music. And I shall have to do it now. You should. 
You do. Yeah, and you owe it to your Deep Space Nine fans. I sure do. You know, I just got, this is not has anything to do with the episode, but I just got our tour manager uh, hooked on uh, Discovery uh, uh, like a week ago, and now he's on season three. He's really crushing these episodes. Anyway, I sent him the book song. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> I was like, now that you know who book is, here's a slow jam. Um, who? Book. Uh, we got that too, if you want it. I mean, just just have another little. Let's have a little quick slow jam down here. Emory, memory lane. Oh yeah. <laughs> I like the way you That's right. I looked up words that rhyme with book. Thank you. Uh, nobody needs to hear the whole song. It is longer than that. You don't need to keep playing it. Let it go. <laughs> I think it was even longer than that. Why do? Why? Why did I stop? That's a shame. I think no, no, right. no, no. That's not what I'm saying. It we don't. Nobody needs to hear two verses of the book song. We do. <laughs> I do. Oh, the album that we make of the oh. tunes of, of set phasers will be great. Right? We have. Book, mm-hmm. Tilly Time, and Seven of Nine. Seven of Nine. They're my nine. best work. Yeah, uh, oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. We're going to play. We, we need just more. <laughs> we need more. Tunes. We've got the next season of Picard. So I think, oh, I think Beverly Crusher deserves one. Oh, God. On you go. Homework. Great. I have a nice bit of runway here. It'll be, I'll have time to write something. Uh, speaking true. of, is it time for Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Set Phasers. We go immediately to Stevie Baz at the Easter egg desk. Stevie, what have you got for us today? Well, hi there, Aki. How you doing? How you doing? I'm here on the uh, set of DS9. And what, yes, a, what a show we had today. Lots and lots of Easter eggs in this episode. Um, mm-hmm. Almost too many, so I'm going to do my best. Uh, we had the dangling Jake Sisko, or dangling yes. like Jake Sisko, I should say. So mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine's Jake Sisko didn't appear in Lower Decks, but his presence was felt. Rutherford was so excited to recreate a classic DS9 scene with Jake Sisko and Nog on the promenade saying, I get to dangle my legs off the second story like in the hollow vids. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm yes. sure that was fun for you. All very, of this was fun for you. Very. He also said, uh, speaking with a like a junior journalist, which is what Jake Sisko was during the occupation. I would need to go into it. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, no visit to DS9 is complete without a stop at Quark's Bar. Yes, delighted. Uh, which has had an update in the six years so since delighted. it last appeared in the series finale of DS9 with the new sign. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Which matches the one yes, on yes, I Free Cloud in the Future from the Picard episode, Stardust City Rag. Mm-hmm. Um, and franchises of what? That's Come on, what that's that? totally what Stardust it means. Stardust City, City Rag. It's like an ACDC. I don't know. It's like, um, what is it? But City Limits. What's that oh, yes, song? Yeah, Tina totally. Turner. Uh, the Caliban City Limits. If we go back to Stardust City Rag, that's... that's... Yeah, that's what I mean. Stardust City Rag. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, 
franchises of Quarks have also been seen in Quaalord 2 and Starbase 25 on Lower Decks, and this episode revealed there are a total of 21 locations as of 2381, which is the current star date of Lower Decks. Um, oh. Yeah. Did you know that there was a certain dartboard that Rutherford recognized? Yes. Of course. And he said, whoa, that's Chief O'Brien's dartboard. Um, and uh, Mariner also said, without me, they probably would get lost and end up in a mirror universe with Smiley, which is also a reference to Mirror Miles O'Brien. Oh, see, I can't say that. Mirror Miles O'Brien. Mirror Miles O'Brien. Mirror Miles O'Brien. Smiley. I'm trying to That's say right. that in an Irish accent. Mirror Miles O'Brien. Mirror Miles mm-hmm. O'Brien. Well, mine's worse. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Morn was your perennial barfly who was Woo! still at the bar and Sorry. talkative as ever. Um, we had our fun Ferengi rules. I think there were two. Was I there a different law of acquisition that was mentioned? Uh, there was. Uh, so it was Rule 45, which was expand or die. That's right. You, you're right. That's right. Um, and you mentioned Rule Number 9, uh, opportunity plus instant equals profit, um, which was stated in the DS9 episode, The Storyteller. Yes. So that's fun. Oh, I quite enjoyed Quark served Mariner and Jennifer a Riza Colada mm-hmm. and a Mind Meld. Fun fact, those were actual drinks made available at Quark's Bar inside Star Trek The Experience, the Las Vegas attraction, which closed in 2008. No. I could probably find that in my Star Trek bar book. Probably could. I'll have a look for it. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Uh, two, just two small ones. Uh, the Dabo King, technically the full name for Quark's Bar is Quark's Bar Grill Gaming mm-hmm. House and yes, Hollow Sweet Arcade. And Brad Boimler, yep, and Brad Boimler took full advantage of the gaming aspect as he settled in to play at one of Quark's famed Dabo tables, yes, complete Dabo with Dabo Oof. girls, uh, as we know. Uh, fav- and I think Cisco said something like, fav- uh, the, the Favors the fortune favors the bold, mm-hmm. which is what's the thing uh, Cisco said famously. Um, it's, it's a famous phrase, anyway. And Kira uh, plays <laughs> a visit to the station saw the return yes, of Kira, yes, yes. Colonel Kira, as we as we know, and of she still has she Benjamin Cisco's baseball their, on her desk. That was the oh god! Did don't get me that? started. I'll start. I'll just start. Perhaps a reminder that he'll return someday. Um, just as he left it behind as a reminder yes. to build a cat when the Cardassians took over the station in the episode Call to Arms. Um, however, Kira has personalized her office as well yes. with items like her spring ball helmet. Kira Neris was an avid player of the Bajoran game and had O'Brien make her a spring ball hollow program in the DS9 episode Shadow Play. There you are. I'm sorry that that is that is all the Easter eggs. Sorry that there I weren't have. more. There are more. Probably There's definitely couple. one I've forgotten that they mentioned, <clears throat> but they it's more. leaving my mind. But it's great. It was all there. It was all there. Ugh. Yeah. Man. Well, anyway, Aki, that is everything that I have here from the DS9 set. It is back to you in the studio. Thank you very much. As usual, we go directly to quotable moments. Quotable moments. What did you have? Okay. Uh, I have... Oh, one part that I very much enjoyed was uh, when when Captain Freeman tells uh, the Ensign, uh, borrow me some time while I learn about the Karema. And Ransom says, okay, 
just circle around and pretend we're in awe of their pylons. And they do a whole sequence where they circle around the whole station and then it goes back to the bridge and the ensign's like, uh, and he says, just keep circling. Yep. That was one I had, actually. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry. Um, on that same part, uh, Shax says, it's a tacky Cardassian fascist eyesore. Yes, you stole my thing, but don't worry. I'm, sorry. I'm still going to say it. <laughs> you stole my thing. I know. This is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this one is pretty good. I think I would use it for my thing. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you go next. Uh, I enjoy, oh, when uh, Mariner shows up to the party overdressed uh, and calls it a party, the host uh, says, not a party, a salon. And we always set the wardrobe as Betazoid casual, which is a nice reference to, yeah, the like sweats look that uh, Deanna used to wear on her, like, cash. Thing. Oh, that shirt. Mm. Are they selling that shirt this week? Retos? Oh, yes. Oh, the- you see the shirt? That oh, Jennifer I don't know was wearing. Are they, are they selling that? Oh, yeah, Rito. Oh, yes, that so was a cute cool. one. I like that one, mm. Rito's. But, anyway, um, I could check on Star Trek and see if they have any. Uh... Yeah, I was like, here's my wallet. <laughs> Get me a Rito's T-shirt or hoodie or something. Oh, but they are selling the original chess, the tri-dimensional chess set for hundred and seventy-five dollars. Give me one of those, people. Um, I have to find the t-shirt collection shot by series. Let's see, Lower Decks. They they have been doing one every week. I'm just not sure which yeah. one it is this week. Actually, you need to buy all of them, but I haven't been able to send them anywhere because I'm moving like a The Ritos is one that's available. <gasps> yes. So you can get that. Today I shall spend all my money. <laughs> <laughs> you do that. I think that's a good idea. I support you. On new Uh, Mm t-shirts. And uh, that's it for me for quotable moments. Should we we move on? Let's move on to next time. Wait, I have have news. Wait, wait, wait. wait. I have a little bit of news. Oh, shoot. Let's do the news. This is the tiniest bit of news, but I wanted to share it because we have not heard very much about Carol Kane. Yes. Um, so it's very exciting that Carol Kane's joining uh, the set. Sorry, not the set. The cast of Strange New Worlds, and Carol, our dear Carol, she is playing uh, Pelia. No, sorry, Pelia. Yes, I or is it Pelia or Pelia? I don't know. What do we think? <laughs> no way. Um, well, Henry Alonso Myers. So there was an interview done with uh, I think it was Celia Gooding. Celia Rose Gooding, Henry Alonso Myers, and mm-hmm. Christina Chong. Um, and Henry Alonso Myers on Carol Kane said, well, we needed a new engineer mm-hmm. character after Hemmer's death and wanted someone who was very different from anyone who'd been on the Enterprise, someone who had a very different presence. We wanted someone who was surprising, maybe someone we wouldn't expect to see in an engineer's uniform, and someone who is older because that's not something you see very often on the Enterprise either, as it has a mostly younger crew. And that's pretty much everything. I just wanted to give you that that little snippet. Snippet. Oh, I'm very excited to see Carol Kane as the chief engineer. Me Should too. be fun. Yeah. Well, that's all from the news. Fun. Uh, time for next time, I guess. Absolutely. Next time 
on Set Phasers. Well, next time on Set Phasers, as usual, I will not have looked up the name of the new episode, but I will type it into Google as I say this. Uh, we'll be reviewing Season 3, Episode 7 of Star Trek Lower Decks, entitled, Come on, you stupid computer, give me something good. <laughs> I got nothing. I got nothing. You, do you want me to get it for you? Yes, please. I tried to... I can do that. In uh, how, how do you find known... them? I never can find them this early because i have a, a website that i use so is it wikipedia because that's, that's, that's how, how i ever just... use <laughs> no it's not loading yet that's a re- oh here we go uh it is called a mathematically perfect redemption wow well i like that next week yeah. we'll be talking about episode seven of season three of star trek lower decks entitled a mathematically perfect redemption and if i'm not mistaken is this a 10 episode season or eight? an eight episode season yes it is eight Ten, oh, ten. oh, thank God. Okay, so we have a few more episodes left, uh, and we'll be covering them all. And also, we've covered all the back episodes. If you liked what you heard uh, today, if this is your first time listening to Lower Decks, and for some reason you didn't find this very, very strange podcast confusing, we have a ton more episodes where we cover all the new franchises of Trek. This includes Star Trek Discovery, Star Trek Picard, Star Trek Strange New Worlds, and Star Trek Lower Decks. And if any new Star Trek becomes available, we will cover it. That's right. Uh, and you, of course, can go to patreon.com forward slash set phasers if you want to partake in the fun behind the scenes things. You can get to watch us live as we do our rundown. You will get to have Zoom parties with us, and we also need to do one. Aki has been on tours, it's been very busy, but we we have to do our. I'm so sorry. Um, but yes. yes, that's patreon.com forward slash set phasers. Um, you can also find us on social media, can't you just? Uh, Instagram and Facebook, or social, uh, social, not social media pod. It's called Lower Decks Pod. Lower, star, no, just, what's just, it called? Just, We're called Set Phases Podcast. Yes. That's how you find us. Yes. <laughs> on Instagram. Ooh. We talk about Lower Decks on social media as Set Phasers Podcast. Uh, that's mostly Stevie's work. They are meme game strong, uh, personified. Thank you so much. Well, until next time, I am Stevie Bands. And I am, you heard it already, a tacky Cardassian fascist eyesore. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program. <laughs>